most competitive guy. I, I mean, I would throw on Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, oh, yeah. Kobe Bryant. It's basketball. It can't be, you know, you, you can't overthink it. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Tom Mazzoy in our studios at NRM Streamcast. Welcome into another edition of King and Foster, Terry Foster and Jimmy King on location uh, good talking later. Uh, good talking uh, last episode as well. Well, he talked about the top 74 NBA players as well as, uh, excuse me, uh, like ESPN says, their top 74 players. But there's always a lot There's always a lot of room to, to move players up and down, and it is what it is. But it's fun to, to do stuff like that. We take you out to Terry. Terry, what's up, my man? Uh, just hanging here. Um, I have a uh, not a major problem but i want to say something about blake snell the tampa uh, bay pitcher he says uh he he's not going to play if he doesn't get his full salary this year and they're going to play an 82 game schedule because he's saying he's risking his life and you know he's risking all this stuff to play 82 games well if i'm tampa bay ownership i'm just sitting his ass i'm not paying anybody full freight to play 82 games because, A, I'm not going to get my 162 games of revenue. I'm not going to get my full TV revenue. This is a time <clears throat> where everybody has to sacrifice. Factory workers are sacrificing. Uh, barbers are sacrificing. Everybody is sacrificing. And I'll be damned if I want to pay this dude full freight for uh, an 82-game schedule. I know he's making, you know, a big splash on social media. I just would not play him. I'd just say, Blake, get ready for next season. We'll see you in 2021. Uh, I don't see how you can make these demands. <clears throat> Go ahead, Jimmy. <clears throat> well, unfortunately, this is the business side. Um, I understand, you know, he signed a contract, whatever the contract says. Um, and you play, you know, you render uh, how many games and how much uh, uh, you get per game. Uh, it just depends um, on the contract. You know, everybody gets paid a little differently. But my stance on it is, is that if he truly feel, and let me say, you know, I know we, we've been debating and going back and forth about COVID-19. I want to say that it, uh, at no point uh, do I want to come across like I'm not taking it serious or I don't believe in it because it's very real. A friend of mine just is actually being buried at this moment in Detroit. He and his father, uh, two prominent pastors in Detroit, passed days apart from COVID. Yeah. But with that being said, um, uh, you know, it's if he has a legit concern about his health and if they're going to force him uh to to come into the facility and play well then he's going to use his leverage and say well then if you want me to come and play abbreviated season whatever it is you're going to pay me my full uh contract uh monies so it's a it's a business um i don't look at it as is really a political play but it could be political as well but um, you know, I, I strictly see this as a guy who doesn't want to put his life and his family's life in jeopardy. And if they're going to, then 
he's forcing um, or playing his hand and saying, well, then pay me my money for the year. It's a tough call, but like Terry said, everyone's got to chip in. Everyone's got to do their part. If they want to play, if you don't want to play, Terry, what, what do you don't want to play? What like you, Terry said, like yeah. Terry said, if he doesn't want to play, sit him down. I know. Like but what he's is, going to force. What do his teammates say then to him? How, how well, do you? I don't how know. Do you, I'm saying is, this: if I own that team, I'm sorry. Everybody's got to sacrifice. And you know what? I I don't know if I can force him to, to play. Maybe I can take him to litigation or whatever. But nobody's getting the full freight on my team. So Jimmy, you either play, or you sit your ass down. What you gonna do? Yeah, you can find them. You can find them. You can suspend them. You know, there's a lot of ways to hit them that way too. <laughs> there, there is. So there, but... they have other ways to re, a, a recourse to to make him play or to recoup the money. All right, brother. Let me give you. Let me give you this scenario. You're a uh, former professional athlete. Um, you're in this situation. You're in the NBA. We're going to play 41 or 42 games. Uh, and you come in. Are you going to ask for full play? Or I'm, I'm coming to you and say, man, you can play, but, you know, whatever your salary is, it's half now because we only have half the revenue. Are you going to play? Or are you going to sit? What's your choice? Me personally, I'm going to play because I love the game. And if I have the opportunity to get on the court, I'm going to play. The uh, financial aspect of it, like you said, um, if it's across the board and I'm not the only one sacrificing, well, then sure. Um, I don't see it. I don't have an issue with it. Um, it's understandable. You play half the season, um, therefore, like you said, you, they miss out on uh, ticket sales, uh, merchandising, and other uh, things to supplement. So I understand, like I said, it's a business. So I would um, be comfortable with that and agree to it, depending on uh, my circumstance at the time. Don't forget the fans are like 45% of uh, the income, and if there's no fans, I mean, right. people, you got to chip in a little bit. I mean, I know the owners are rich, and but these are millionaires against millionaires or against billionaires. There's no winner really here, except I I think it's going to be hard, guys, to come back on any of these sports because some of these players are going to say, I'm not playing. How does that affect the teams? I mean, and the way you look at your teammate, there's going to be – it's not going to be perfect. Let's face it. Now, you, you will have some chemistry problems because, uh, you know, management has a history of looking the other way when they're like their star players and say, I'm not going to do this. And the other, the rank and file guys, the man, you let him get away with it, and you're not gonna let me get away with it. So yeah, there, there are going to be some problems. There's no question about that. So there's gonna be chemistry problems. There's gonna be bad play, and uh, the fans who are not gonna be at the games but watch it on TV, they're gonna say, man, this, this is not Major League Baseball. I think that's the one thing we're gonna see with when and if they do play, we're gonna say, you know what, this is not Major League Baseball. But you still play your games. You still have a champion, and somebody's going to be celebrating with champagne at the end of it. So the show goes on. <clears throat> Maybe. Yeah, I think the level of quality will be uh, something that we're not used to. It'll take some adjust adjusting, even the players. The energy is going to be different. 
you play off the the, the crowd level and, and energy you hear how many times have you heard that in interviews when they talk about the energy and the crowd level and how it took them to another level so that's going to be an adjustment it's going to be adjustment for the fans watching with with no fanfare uh if fans attend and they have social distancing that's going to look different so it's going to be an adjustment for everybody and it's going to affect the mentality of players coming into the game and therefore affect the play of the game but it's you know it's just like anything else and 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 everything we've ever been through it's just going to take some adjusting period and they'll get back to playing basketball it's going to look different um but uh at the end of the day the competition will be there and we will be entertained James Earl King, I'm sure that when you played a pickup game at Chrysler, no matter who you're playing against, you wanted to beat them. You were out there that the, we can hear the sneakers squeaking and you're going at each other. So you're, you wanted to beat that guy. But let me ask you this. When there's a crowd involved, your home crowd, what percentage boost did that give you in your estimation? A crowd boost uh, can give you anywhere between 5 to 10% which is a lot, <laughs> you know, when you, when you quantify it, that's, it's a lot. Um, just a little edge is all you need in the professional game. Um, a point in the end of the game, a crowd could, could change the outcome if, uh, you know, they're, they're so uh, loud that they disrupt the opponent's uh, communication. A lot of times, you know, it's, it's hard to uh, call out a play or even – sometimes signal out of play just because guys are distracted from the noise or, you know, for something else and it's, and it's deafening. So uh, you really have to practice and be aware of those things uh, coming in. So, so uh, for me, you know, you asking me, of course, I play pick up right now. We could go outside and, and, and get a rubber ball and play on asphalt with rocks on it with a chain net. I don't care. You know, if anybody's watching or 100,000 people are watching, you're right. I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to try to beat you. But, um, uh, you know, it's going to be an adjustment. It's going to be an adjustment until until uh, <laughs> until everybody's just comfortable with, with the new way of life. I tell you, you know, sometimes from talking to Isaiah Thomas, his favorite sound was that little scream of silence at the end of winning a road game. You know how it is, everybody's screaming everything and then the outcome is decided and then you just hear nothing. They love that. Yes. They love to silence the crowd. Love that, folks, that was his I best love time. It. No, I love <laughs> it. That That is the best time. Anytime you can walk into the opponent's arena and shut them up is the best, especially after hitting a shot. After you come down and, and you know, hit a three or – or hit a, a shot off off a screen, and and the crowd is like ah, oh. <laughs> the best ever. But Where you go run I, off, I, and now the loudest people in the arena are your teammates, the coaches, and then your right. fans that are there. And that that transition um, is is beautiful to, to to hear a descending crescendo to an ascending crescendo all at once. But yeah, you know, you know it was funny. Uh, the, the 2004 Pistons and the 88-89 Pistons, they won so many games that even when they won a game, 
on the road. It could be in Sacramento. It could be New Jersey or something. These guys were so giddy because they mm-hmm. won on the road and they heard that yeah. silence in the game. That was just the biggest deal for them. I guess we're going to be hearing this every game now. A lot of fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> but a lot of a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun going into your opponent's gym and 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 beating them on their home court. That's 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 the best feeling. Home wins are great because you want to do it for your fans and your family and people, you know, who support you there. But coming in the opponent's arena and uh taking a victory is is no better feeling than that, for sure. Did you hear Fox Sports? Uh, Joe Buck said yesterday that when Fox does their football games, they plan on putting in some artificial sound, artificial crowd sound and music type things. And a lot of people don't like that. What do you guys take on that? Uh, <laughs> that's gonna be like what, like the old sitcoms. Yes, where they used to, where they used to put the audience the uh, laugh the track yeah. noise in. Yeah, the laugh track. Yeah, the laugh I, you know, track. I I don't have a problem with it. Because I grew up on the laugh track. I mean, we were watching uh, Andy Griffin the other day, the wife and I. And she says, is that a live audience? I said, no, listen to it. The laugh, the laughter is the same over and over again. I just got used to it. So if they want to pump in some noise, <laughs> that's cool. Hey, man, they can even put in cardboard cutouts like they do in Korea for all I'm concerned. <laughs> so. That's good. That's good. I'm all for it, too. Absolutely. Be like the Oscars and Academy Awards, just, you know, put in seat fillers, just put in a uh, cardboard <laughs> cutout people. Hey, hey guys, you, uh, one of your boys spoke the other day, LeVar Ball, who said he could beat Zion Williamson one on one. Do you know why? <laughs> why? Because Zion is not strong enough to handle him. <laughs> <laughs> I love the I love the bar. I love him. I love him. Supreme confidence. Supreme. And I love it. That it is. He's just a fool. I mean, you can talk up your sons. They can kind of back it up a little bit. But you're old. I don't know. He got that, he got that old man, grown man strength. You know, Zion is the game at University. He averaged two points a game at the University of Washington. Why come he wasn't wearing those guys out? <laughs> it was his coach. The coach didn't okay, put him yeah. in the right position. <laughs> I'm a LeVar <laughs> Ball fan. <laughs> <laughs> Big baller, baby. Ball? Huh? Can you beat LeVar Ball? I'll crush LeVar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'll, I'll talk so much junk to him, like you know, yeah, because he, because he, you know, he's the type, he's my type of guy, you know, the guy that just won't, regardless, win or lose, he gonna let you know he's there. I love it. I'm the same way. Win or you, lose, he's gonna know I'm there. You got any big baller sneakers at home? No, nah, no big baller speakers. Um, um, he hasn't shipped me any. You know what I mean? My bank account won't allow me to pay. Five hundred dollars for yeah. a pair of sneaks. They're out of business anyway. Sorry. <laughs> are they? Oh man, yeah. that's just a big. They, yeah, they are out of business. eBay or something. Maybe you find a pair on eBay. Yeah. I, I'd rather have some uh, Jimmy Kings and big ballers. 
See, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. They coming soon. You and Maz will have a pair. Awesome. I got my Fab Five. Yeah, I got my Fab Five gear coming out soon. You guys right. will definitely have a pair. Good. I'm looking forward you to it. You know, and, and that's a good idea. Why not? I, I was on the, um, I think I was on Facebook or Twitter or something. They've made these gym shoes out of all the NFL teams. Like they have Minnesota Viking gym shoes, Detroit Lion logos, and all that kind of stuff. And they're pretty sweet looking. How come nobody thought about a Fab Five edition of some basketball shoes or some shirts? Um, I don't know if it's sell today. Well, there is. That would have gone. Nike did an Air Jordan 5 suede, maize color, uh, limited edition with the five times logo on the back. So it doesn't say five, Fab Five. It just has the five the fingers with the X on the back of it. That is a, a Air Jordan 5 homage to the Fab Five. Nice. I think you guys should have your own uh, paraphernalia. Oh, we will. In, Absolutely. In, at least in Ann Arbor, because I was in down, downtown Ann Arbor last year, and they have the boat shop, all boat Schimbeckler stuff. I think a Fab Five shop would do well, in, at least in Ann Arbor. Sure, it would. About that. We working on it right now. I got my, I got my, I got my team on it currently. Got a couple of things working in Ann Arbor and uh here in dallas so so we we keeping that corridor tight through the midwest angel and david angel and david just put up that sneaker up on the screen i'm looking at it that's a good looking sneaker that maze sneaker oh yeah it's a beautiful oh yeah there that it is. is really cool and it's and it's from the black cat air jordan that is sweet I, I hey. was gonna say, you know, make Maz your stock boy, but he can't get the high <laughs> stuff up there, so maybe he could be your hey. your general manager or something like that. You treat me like Jerry Krause now? <laughs> yeah, sort of yeah. a little bit. I hear that. Yeah, I didn't like Jerry Krause. Hey, speaking of that, this is the last weekend of of the last dance. You guys are gonna be crying after it's over. I'm gonna miss it. I tell me you too. that. I will me too. Miss it. Me too. This has been very entertaining. And you expect it every week. Uh, I thought it was a mistake initially to do sh- two shows every uh, Sunday, but now I'm like, eh, I couldn't. I couldn't stop at one. I'm glad they're doing two shows, but they're gonna sh- they're gonna show it over and loop and loop. This is not gonna be the end. They'll I know. Show one again, three and four. We're, we're gonna see it a lot of times uh, for the rest of the summer, brother. I'm looking forward to the next one that they pull up. Maybe a Kobe Bryant uh, edition or something like that. That'll be fun. They already did that. This was going to be on Scottie Pippen. And, uh, you know, and Pippen was on that top 50 list. And, you know, it begs the question. I mean, I think the debate next week is going to be about Scottie Pippen. Is he a top 50 player or did he follow up in Michael's shadows and, and succeed because of Michael Jordan? Me personally, I think he's a, a top 50 player. He was a point forward before other guys started playing. He was very fluid. Uh, he could control a game also. I I vote for Pippen being a top 50 player, but I know that debate is out there. Some people don't want to give it up to him. I think a lot of people don't want to give Pip the top 50 for the same reason they don't want to call Mike the GOAT. They just, you know, he crushed so many 
other people's fans' dreams and therefore crush theirs. So it's hard to like a Scottie Pippen. Um, and it's also also hard to appreciate a Scottie Pippen. If LeBron James was LeBron James, but uh, Anthony Davis, say, was more dominant or uh, a little bit more uh, assertive or vocal, would LeBron, and LeBron played the same game, would we consider LeBron um, as great as he is because he's playing with AD? It's the same scenario. Like Scottie Pippen, I don't think it's the credit because he played with the GOAT and Michael Jordan. So I think they look at it more that Michael carried him, but the reality is is that Jordan didn't win until Pippen came. And so what he brought, in a sense, in aiding uh, the greatest to become the greatest, he's the greatest two-man or uh robin if you will i hate to use that term but um i would just say you know a sidekick um ever in the history of the game in my opinion and that's why he should be in the top 50. here's the other thing i i would think you know playing basketball at that level for so long is mentally taxing it has to be even more mentally taxing if you're bringing the ball up running the show uh a lot of times if michael Say, you know what, Scotty, here's the ball. You run a show and I'll, I'll come up picks and I'll score and everything. He took that pressure off of Michael Jordan. And I think that allowed Jordan to get through there. I'm telling you that those championships, uh, particularly against Utah and Phoenix, were mentally taxing for Michael Jordan. I thought he was pretty much done. But, you know, Scotty Pippen could come up, take the pressure off of him, and Michael could do what Michael does. How did they I get know. him from Seattle? Was it Seattle? Seattle picked him, you know, and right. then they they get him from the Sonics. They didn't know what they had. <laughs> Jeez, that's true. You know, they might still is. have a team. They might still have a basketball team in Seattle if they kept him. Yeah, no, I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know if Pippen would have developed uh, into the player he is today without being uh, in the presence of Michael Jordan. And that's not a slight to Pippen. It's just I think. You know, it, it goes to back what I said. Jordan doesn't win without Pippen, and therefore Pippen is not uh, as a well-rounded player or um, uh, a champion um, to the level or the degree that we see him as today. I think uh, they they were the best to feed off each other, and 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 that's why we look to duos today. But now um, uh, it went from duos to trios to super teams. And, um, you know, that's because that's what was needed to beat a Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. You need three guys, you know, a team, four or five guys. Uh, like I said, we had we seen numerous Hall of Famers uh, that had great careers that didn't win coming up against Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan. No, it seems like if you need a championship piece, at least back in the day, you went to the Pacific Northwest to get them. I mean, they got Scottie Pippen. The Bulls got Scottie Pippen. Um, the Pistons got Vinny Johnson. Uh, and also uh, Rasheed Wallace from Portland. They got Vinny from Seattle. So, you know, those teams got something, a, a very key piece from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, that mm-hmm. seems to be the, the pattern if you want some something to be uh, championship caliber. 
Got some sleepers out there, huh? That's right. <laughs> They're all the over. Hey, yeah, did you see that? Did you guys see that change in the basketball from Spalding back to Wilson now? Yeah, I saw that. Hey, you know what? And the funny thing is, when I was a kid and somebody would block my shot, they would say, man, you got Spalding on your face. <laughs> now I guess it's going to be Wilson on your face now. It was Wilson prior to Spalding. So maybe I'm thinking yeah. this might break the jinx for the Knicks. No, no, no. Wishful thinking, brother. The Knicks are just. Knicks are a bad organization, man. What, just come to grips with it. Root for uh, Brooklyn or something like that. <laughs> I got faith in the Knicks. I got faith in Scott Perry and and and, and worldwide. Uh, I got faith that they're going to turn the Knicks organization around, regardless of uh, the ownership. Please, Dolan. We don't we don't see Dolan giving up anything in the near future, but um, please. Please. He is bringing in, is bringing in uh, the right people, in my opinion. Give me something for crying out loud. The spirit of 1973 still lives on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys are like, like, like the Browns. Hey, <laughs> please, please. But, you know, you still got the Giants, the Jets. I know. I don't Nets, care. Uh, I know. But I want the Knicks. I'm sorry. I want the Knicks. Hey, guys, we're done again. That was quick. Quick and easy. Have a great hey, weekend. Mads. Hey, Mads, you got you to gotta watch the Nets this year. They're going to be special. You got I like Kyrie. the Nets. I like the Nets. But and the Durantula. They're going to be monsters this year. I, I hope you got, so. You got, you got extra time to rest. Okay. Oh. Well, it hasn't been since 76 since they won anything. They won an ABA championship in 76. They sold Dr. J, and this is it. We're coming back now. <laughs> the have apple a, baby have a great you weekend guys have a great weekend you too fellas all right jimmy king and terry foster jimmy king's coming right back darren mccarty coming up next and these guys are going to be together 25 on 19 with dmac nick and jimmy king coming back right after this on nrm streamcast be safe everyone